This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about a Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are, of course, now in Sefer Shemos. We are in Parsha's Feira, an interesting Parsha for many reasons. Uh, shout out to my brother, his Bar Mitzvah Parsha, and shout out to my son, God willing, Blinader, hopefully his Bar Mitzvah Parsha as well. We come to a very interesting Pasuk in this Parsha, which is very related to Passover, to Pesach. The four Lashonos of Geulos comes up in Perig Vav, Pasuk Vav Tezayin. Vehotseisi, I will bring you out. Vehitzalti, I will save you. Vehitzalti, I will redeem you. Vehitzalti, and I will take you. And they also talk about the fifth Lashon. I forget which one it is. I will bring you. I don't know. There's another one. God willing, we should see Bezalchat to see soon in the coming of Mashiach. But these are the four Lashonos. And as we think about Mashiach, we should Bezalchat come soon. We should keep in mind, of course, that the Shir should be for the safety of all the soldiers of merit, for the safety of all the soldiers, for the return of all the captives, for the refuah of all the injured and sick, and for the coming of Mashiach. <coughs> Speedily in our days, and may that day, in fact, be today. Still have this cold. I apologize about that. So Chabad points out on the sources from the Ramban and the Sforno. The four Lashonos of Geula is interesting, and I believe Rav Ari talked to us about this in Reshid in my yeshiva days. Was Zohar to learn two years in Reshid in yeshiva, and he talked about this related to the Seder and related to how we only think about one aspect of the, the Jewish redemption, the Jewish being taken from Egypt, from Mitzrayim. But really there were four aspects. I will bring out talked about our physical removal from the geographical boundaries of Egypt. And I think in our days, we need to also think about physical removal from elements around us. We should take ourselves away from bad influences and bad aspects and remove ourselves from anything that might be too hard for us. If a guy is too hard for him to see the alcohol, to see the stuff at Kiddush, don't go to the Kiddush and replace stuff in your house with other things like sparkling grape juice, which is like my necessary every week thing. Instead, we need to physically remove ourselves from, you know, influences that are not good. You know, your co-workers, Johnny and Charlie, want to take you to the bar, don't go with them to the bar. Remove yourself from some boundaries that are not good for you. Then we talk about the heat salty, I will save you. What was it a saving from? Our delivery from Egyptian hegemony. Egypt was a superpower that enslaved and oppressed many nations and people outside its borders. So physically, he took us out of the land, but he also took us away from slavery. I will redeem the elimination and slavery, unfortunately... Idolatry is not officially around in the way, thank God, in the way, thanks to the sages, in the way that it was in the olden days, but apparent, it's apparent in many aspects. Unfortunately, people idolize too many of the wrong things. People idolize money. People idolize the wrong people. People idolize the wrong things, the wrong values, the wrong morals, or the lack of morals. And, you know, people are slaves to many things. People are slaves to thinking they need too much. People are slaves to thinking they need 500 grand and 600 grand or two or three or 400 grand. For those of us in education and in, you know, chinach, like myself and my wife, we're not making the five, six, seven, eight. We don't have the problem of the slavery to that kind of money. But, you know, ohiv kesev lo yispa kesev. The Gemara says someone who chases a hundred 
will never be happy with 100. They're going to chase 200. And then a person will chase 500 and 600. And they're never going to be satiated. That's slavery to money. Someone who runs after power is never going to be satiated power. They're going to want more power, more power. Become a megalomaniac. Will become a dictator of the worst kind. Like we saw in World War II. And he wasn't happy with what he had. He wanted to get more and more. And basically take over the whole world. Because he was a megalomaniac. People are slaves to many things. Money, power, kavod. People who run after kavod, Perkeyavos in the Gemara says, kavod will run from them. People who run away from kavod, kavod will run <coughs> after them. So really, the secret is, if someone wants kavod, they should really run away from it. But that's not what the point is. So there's slave mindset to many things. There's slave mindset to power, to money, to kavod. There's you know slave aspects to, to many things. You go into any 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 casino you see the people with the with the gloss eyes who just keep pressing the lever what is going on they're like slaves to the system they just can't pull themselves away they're at the roulette table at the poker table Baruch Hashem I don't have the the needs for such things we should never have such needs or such things but then they become the gamblers people who need the alcohol it's very hard Granted, very difficult, and there are many, many beautiful 12-star programs and the like, but there's much slavery out there. We might not see the slavery, <coughs> like in Egypt, the physical slavery, but there's a lot of slavery, and a lot of people need the help of Hashem to bring them out physically from influences and surroundings and saving from different types of slavery that is out there as well. Then we talk about, I will redeem. Hashem says, I will redeem. The elimination of any future possibility of enslavement by the great judgments inflicted on the Egyptians, of course, the Makos. And people say, who is really the most free person? People talk about, and I'm not going to name names, but people talk about, oh, but in Judaism, there's no respect for the woman. There's no respect for my freedom. I have to follow so many rules and so many laws. There's 613 of them, and there's some in minutia. But really, if you indelved yourself and jumped in and fully immersed yourself into the Jewish lifestyle, the Jewish way, there's nothing like it. And there's no more beautiful thing than it. Why does it say the haluchos, you know, it was... It was engraved in the luchos. When Hashem makes the luchos, and then Moshe makes it with Hashem, of course, he engraved it in. They use a very interesting word. They use the word charut, which can be read, read as chayrut. And the, the sages pick up on this. Why is it written in such a way? And the sages explain, the commentators explain, because ein chayrut yoter me Torah. There is no greater freedom the living a Torah lifestyle because Hashem knows what He's talking about. Hashem teaches us what He's talking about. You could pretend to go to Hind to India. You could pretend to go to to uh, China or wherever and try to find yourself and try to go to other religions. You're not going to find it there. It's only going to be within our beautiful, wonderful way of life of Judaism and the Jewish way of life. That is the real finding to remove yourself from the enslaver mindset. The real free person is one who binds himself to the Torah, to the mitzvahs, to the aspects that Hashem laid out for us. That is the real freedom. And then Hashem talks about taking for us as a nation. Be to us a God. Our election is God's chosen people and not chosen for bad. Chosen people is a very negative connotation. People don't realize that it's chosen to do more. Chosen to be culpable for more. Chosen to stand up for more. And to be uprighteous, to be an orla goyim. We're supposed to be a mamachas konim v'goy kadosh. We're supposed to be a special holy nation. We're supposed to be an angel, um, an angelic people doing good and doing for others and doing what we can. How apropos to see now 
during this terrible time, very difficult time after the the savage butchery and killing of over fourteen hundred innocent people, and all these people fighting for freedom, these wonderful soldiers, these heroes, and all these people, Zaka and Hatzal, all these wonderful people involved in Yachan and Atzach, beautiful organizations, beautiful people coming together because it's one nation, one people. Hashem takes us as a nation, and we feel the unity. We should be zochah to always feel unity through good things from now on till Mashiach, which should come today. Hashem chooses us as His people. So really, when Hashem takes us out, and we see this in Vayera, and we see this when He brings the plagues, and He starts breaking down the resistance of the Egyptians, breaking down the resistance of Paro, and really breaking down the resistance of the Jewish people themselves, you know, only one-fifth of the people were zochah to come out of Mitzrayim. Four-fifths didn't make it because of Makas Choshech, during Makas Choshech. And only that amount, really, it could have been 50 million people instead of just the 600,000 plus, which was 3 million. Hashem takes us out in four ways. He physically takes us out, and again, we take ourselves out of boundaries of different aspects of places to make sure we're insulated in a good community with good Torah, good chesed, good mitzvahs, saving us, saving us from slavery and from the idol worship, unfortunately, that's still there, idolizing the wrong people, the wrong things, putting our role models in the wrong places with the wrong aspects and the wrong people to look up to and the wrong things to worship. We shouldn't worship anything except for Hashem and chasing after the wrong things redeeming ourselves and understanding that we need to go to the right levels, the right places, and being together and coming together as a nation. So as we see and think about the par- the, pos- the Parsha of the era, how Hashem reveals Himself through His might and through His power, through the, ma- the miracles, we should understand that that's just an example of specific examples. But Hashem is here every day. He might call it weather. He might call it Mother Nature to the seculars, but of course it's all Hashem. But it's all Hashem. We shouldn't just think about the miracles we see in Egypt to see Hashem's might, Hashem's power, but you can see in the miraculous nature of pregnancy and childbirth, for example, of children growing up, of the sun setting, the sun rising, the the power that Hashem has in natural disasters, quote-unquote, there's nothing natural about them. They're all supernatural, orchestrated by Hashem. But we see all these things that Hashem comes and Hashem is there for us. Hashem brings us out. He saves us, redeems us, and takes us out. And we should take the lessons of the different aspects of what Hashem did for us then that we should do for ourselves now to make sure to make good effects and good aspects in this day in many ways. And through that, we should be zolcha to see goodness, light, peace and wonderful things these days and we should be zocha that there should be only goodness a Yeshua or a fool for everybody and that we should be zocha that Mashiach should come speedily in our days and may that in fact be today.